The dad comes across the table, stands up, goes and picks up the baby and just puts the baby in my arms, bro. When I say my heart rate was <laughs> through the roof, he didn't know this. Thank God he didn't know. But I actually dropped my little cousin when he was like that same <laughs> age. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Sooner fans? This is your host, Jeremiah Hall. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding, man. It's spooky season for real, though. This is your host, Jeremiah Hall, number 27 on the field, but number one in your hearts. Today, here with me is my co-host, number nine on the field, my right-hand man, Braden Willis. And this is the podcast on the prairie. Braden. What's going on, Jay? What's good, my boy? Halloween. Halloween, man. A great holiday. I wouldn't put it up there at the top, though. Great yeah. holiday, though. Not one of my have to go Thanksgiving. Knows. Yeah, I mean, it can't be. You got too many good ones. You got Thanksgiving. That's a one that, you know, we're fat boys at heart. So, you know, that's probably one of our personal favorites. Uh, Christmas is a good one. Um yeah, I mean, they could be top five, maybe. Yeah, you know, Thanksgiving used to be my number one because we used to go to the beach and do like a Thanksgiving at the beach as a family. Really? But the older I got, the more I realized that Christmas is it, bro, because it's pretty much a Thanksgiving meal with presents. <laughs> Honestly, well, that's that's kind of the way we do it. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if y'all do it much differently or anything. No, no, no. It's, it, it is the same. I mean, it's basically the same. I, I understand what you're saying. I just feel like during Thanksgiving, though, there's just a little bit more food provided. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh yeah, for like, sure. Like that's the emphasis is yeah. the food. So, I mean, there's also more people around too. Fair, fair. Yeah. I, I like can't... I said, those are the top two. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're on the right path regardless. Yeah. You know, I can't invite too many people over for Christmas. You know, my stipend is only but so much. Only so, so much. I mean, I can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yo, well, let's get this thing rolling, man. You got anything? Well, I know you got something. Tell them whatever, you know, you made this whole Twitter announcement saying that you got something to talk about on the podcast. Get All it right. off your chest. All right. Well, fellas. Well, ladies. I, you know... There's this thing called, uh, it, it, most of y'all know I like my clothes, I like my shoes. So there's this app, right? It's called Sneakers app. It's the worst app ever invented. Nike, if you're listening, I'm just kidding. But no, literally, it's the worst app ever created. They do things, there, there's a such thing as a uh, draw for sneakers, right? And so what you have to do is at nine o'clock on whatever day that sneaker drops, you have to enter the draw and it's really like a random process of how they pick it. But basically, I don't think it's random because a lot of people never get it. Like, I haven't won a draw in like two years and I've entered for like 20 shoes. And so the whole reason for this is you can get the shell, the, the shoe at retail price, say if the shoe is $100, you can get it at $100. And if the resale price is like 1000 obviously you're not paying $1,000 for the shoe or whatever the case may be. So I never get them. And one day after practice, I walk in the locker room and I have a, notifi a notification from the sneakers app, exclusive access, man. And so what that means is before the shoe comes out, they select a few winners to, you know, get the shoe or whatever the case would be. I got exclusive access. Let's see if I can show it on the screen to these right here. All right. They're in strawberry cough dunks and they look cool or whatever the case may be. I like them, you know, but the thing about them is. $100. If you go on StockX right now, they're going to resell for about 1000 So I got a $1,000 shoe for $100. So The man, shoe I, industry right now is scamming people, man. It, it is. It, it's it's terrible, man. I, and I, like I said, I don't pay those prices, people. The, like I'm not paying 1000 for a sneaker. I know people who are, but I, I'm not. So that's why I was so hype. I had to go to Twitter and let it, man, you know, the whole week, man, is just a whole bunch of blessings upon me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the Lord was working this week. The Lord was working. My little sister committed to uh, yeah. Texas State yeah. uh, for soccer. So congrats to her. 
Um, you know, I got the shoes, man. I just a whole bunch of blessings. I got first tutty. I mean, yeah, just running it up this week, man. Sooner Nation to provide context to his story. I think it was Thursday. We came in after practice. He picks up his phone and he's literally running around the locker room, like <laughs> the middle of the rock locker room that you guys have seen on Instagram and Twitter talking about, I got him. I got him. I got access. I got access. I'm Yelling. Like, Braden, what? What are you talking about, bro? He's like, Jay, oh, come here, come here. He's like, I know you're not going to care, but come here. And sure enough, he shows me these these shoes. Got them. Going to sell them for all this money. Y'all know I don't really pay that much for shoes or anything like that. But, yeah, that's my boy's story. Congrats, though, on your sister, though, man. I know that's big. Oh, man, I appreciate it. It's huge, you know. See, I mean, she's worked really hard for this. Uh, You know, I'm super proud of her. And, yeah, I can't wait to watch her at the next level. Tell your mom to make sure to show her the podcast shout out. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. sure. (laughs) Well, last week, ladies and gentlemen, a little update on my 7-on-7 team. We made it all the way to the championship game, man. We went 3-0 in the playoffs and then got to the finals and lost, I think, by five, something like that, man. The boys were crushed, honestly. Mm. Me and CK did not do a good job of coaching no actually no i take that back because my quarterback definitely threw three interceptions so i can only do but so much ladies and gentlemen (laughs) i could i could i couldn't pitch them because we didn't have a backup so i'm not gonna take the blame on that one maybe you didn't put them in good good uh good position to succeed man maybe you didn't you know call great plays or whatever aaron if you're listening it's your fault we lost (laughs) (laughs) nah that's my boy he knows i love him so that's my seven on seven team. And Saturday night after the game, me and KB and the rest of his family, we all went to Red Lobster, right? So we're sitting there eating, and this one family, they ask if we could take pictures with them. And we're like, sure. So we take pictures with them before they leave. And, you know, no big deal. The kid, it was his birthday and all that type of stuff. I don't mind taking pictures. All right, cool. So I'm gearing to go sit back down in my chair. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, can you take a picture with my newborn? Like, I swear this baby was a few months old. I'm just like, okay, sure. So I walk over to the mom. The mom is holding the baby, right? So I'm thinking I'm about to kneel down or sit right beside her and take a picture with the baby and her mom. No, the dad comes across the table, stands up, goes and picks up the baby and just puts the baby in my arms, bro. When I say my heart rate was (laughs) through the roof. He didn't know this. Thank God he didn't know. But I actually dropped my little cousin when he was like that same <laughs> age. <laughs> Thank God that kid is in high school now about to graduate. But who buddies, I'm not good with babies that small. And I'm wow. glad I didn't say that out loud there at the table. But man, I was so ner- I knew I knew to hold the baby's neck. So I did all the little stuff right. My mom was like, girl, professional. And then. My, my cousin, he was like, don't you go getting any thoughts and all this other stuff. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I held a baby this weekend. <laughs> Fresh out the womb. That's, uh, wow. Oh, and also, uh, just so y'all know, my birthday is next Saturday. My mom and a couple other people actually helped set up my apartment and balloons and everything and all that type of stuff. So, shout out to them. Shout out to my mom and... um yeah, those decorations will probably be up until I move out on Norman. Fun fact, uh, Sooner Nation, our birthdays are almost on the same week. Yeah. You're the 6th, I'm the 11th. Yours is on, what did you say, Saturday or Sunday? Mine is on Saturday. Saturday, and mine is on Thursday of the following week. Yeah. Maybe we should do like something special for like that episode, birthday episode. I'm saying, like, I don't know if anybody knew that. We got to talk to Alex about that one. <laughs> we'll have to make some shake. Moving on to around the world in college football, ladies and gentlemen, there is a lot to cover. So normally we don't do this, but me and Braden have decided to just go on ESPN and go pretty much talk about every single game that we see. So first off, uh, whoa, is this updated? Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm good. So Michigan, Michigan State in the big house that was at michigan right Mm -hmm. 
No, yeah. at Michigan State. Oh, Michigan, at Michigan State. State. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan State comes out with the W 37 to 33. Moving after on trailing. Up after yeah, trailing. After trailing. They are now what five in the AP poll right behind us? I think so. Yeah, so honestly, I thought Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh and the boys had that one. Um yeah, you know, honestly, I'm not sure how much longer Jim is going to be a coach because he keeps on losing these big games. To rivals. Yeah, he's like 2-9 and nine versus rivals. Yeah, like, I don't think he's beat Ohio State yet. Um, I think they've beat Michigan State a couple times. Right? Yeah. Uh, they're, it's about even in the series, I'm pretty sure. I Don't yeah. quote me on that, but I think they're about even in the series. They've won some, they lost some. But, yeah, no wins versus Ohio State. Oh, next one. Baylor takes down the Longhorns, 31 to 24. Mm. 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 Sad day in Austin. Blew a late, yep, blew a late lead. Uh, the, the, the horns are uh, four and four. Yeah. So that's all we're going to say so, about that. Uh, one. Remember when Sam Ellinger was like, Longhorn Nation, we're back. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. We're not going to talk about them or anything. Um, Miami, Miami beats Pittsburgh. Ooh, who actually was ranked? Yeah, yeah, because they have beat Clemson. Shout out to Rambo and the boys. Yes, sir. Iowa State goes down to unranked West Virginia, thirty-eight to thirty-one. Yep. Yeah, I. Yeah, you know, Iowa State started out the season pretty strong, and then. They got one loss and just kept going downhill. Well, like I like I said, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, they're always the Iowa State. So I mean, they're always going to show up to play. So you know, got to get ready for them boys. They're going they're going to bring it when they play us. So, yep. Georgia goes down to no wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Georgia beats oh, no. the Florida Gators thirty four to the seven. Georgia handled these boys. Man, it was a goose egg. For the Florida boys at halftime, man, they had zero points. You know, I don't really talk super duper highly of other teams, especially when they're not in our conference, because I haven't seen them in person. But Georgia's defense is the truth right now. And there is no if, ands or buts about it. Yeah, they look great. Wake Forest handles Duke. They whooped that butt, man. Forty five to seven. Wake Forest is now top 10 in the AP poll for the first time in program history, led wow. by my boy Sam. Yeah, shout out Sam. Sam. Hartman. Shout out to my boy Sam. Auburn gives Ole Miss that L, 31 to 20. Mm-hmm. And upset. Ole Miss, yeah, big old upset. Ole Miss is, uh, yeah, man, they just take one L and they just keep on going down too. So, SMU. Mm. Man. Crazy. I mean, ridiculous. I mean, last second kickoff return to the house. I mean, it doesn't get more wild than that. Bro, I honestly feel bad for Tanner and Grant and the rest of the gang because I was actually rooting for them. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I mean, that. but I will say, though, those uh, SMU and Houston games are always, you know, they always come down to the wire. They're always pretty good games, so. Yeah, I know those boys will shake back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Man, I thought they were going to win. Penn State goes down to Iowa State, 33 to 24. Ooh, that was a game, wasn't it? Yeah, and Penn State, you know, obviously the final score, I mean, really the final score isn't bad. It doesn't reflect how close that game really was, though. That was a pretty good game. Penn State played well. You know, Iowa State just had a little bit left in the chamber. Notre Dame beats up on North Carolina 44 to 34. BYU beats up on Virginia 66 to 49. Good gracious. More basketball like scores. Basketball score. <laughs> oh, buddy. What type of defense was being played in that game? None, because at halftime it was 38 to 35. Whoa. Okay. And lastly, Fresno State beats up on San Diego State for the upset in the rivalry. So that is around the world in college football. Probably the biggest game of those is definitely the Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Iowa State. I mean, Penn State, Ohio State. And, um, yeah, those two definitely stand out. Um, before we move on, 
yo, Texas Tech, they get rid of their head coach. TCU now getting ready, getting rid of their head coach. It was just announced earlier today. Yeah, Gary's out, which is like I told you earlier, that's surprising because I would never think they would part ways with with Coach Patterson. Like that's kind of shocking to me. I don't know. I yeah. I don't know. It said a mu- mutual agreement. So I guess he's just retiring or I don't know. Probably they're letting letting him retire even though they want him gone. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? He's been there for a while, though. So moving on to our next segment, ladies and gentlemen, the Texas Tech recap. So overall, I feel pretty good about this win. You know, I don't mm-hmm. really have any I complaints. Too. You know, I feel like besides the first draft, I mean, first drive, you know, we had the punt. And then uh, after that, uh, we go four straight touchdowns in a row. Um, Marvin Mims gets the 67-yard touchdown. And my boy Braden. Got in there. Number nine gets his first touchdown of the year. My boy, please tell Sooner Nation, what was your thoughts? What were you going through? What? Let us know. How are you feeling? Uh, not to get too much into the play, but, man, you know, had a little inside fade. Got zone coverage, man. It was working the window. wasn't really expecting him to be looking over to my side. But, you know, we always run routes full speed. Uh, shout out to uh, Coach uh, Coach Finley. Um, but, no, nah, I ran the route, and then I realized he was scrambling over to my side. And then, as I told you, on the sideline, I went to, we have this thing called scramble drill. Obviously, everybody knows, you know, scramble drill. But, you know, we have certain rules on scramble drill and everything like that. And as soon as I saw him scrambling, I'm like, okay, I think back to my rules that we practice like every Friday. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I really can't go too many places because there was a guy to the left of me and there was a guy to the right of me. So I go to like scramble and I'm like, or react to the scramble drill. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I'll just sink like in the back of the end zone. Hopefully no one sees me. And uh, Caleb, you know, saw me. We made eye contact. So I knew it was coming. Put a dart on me. Uh, You know, there was a comment on Twitter that said they didn't know that I could go that low. But I got a little bend now. I I could get down there when they got it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I I know I'm tall, but I I, I got a little bend now. Got down in the basement for that cut. (laughs) No, most yes, definitely. Sir. But no, it was it was good to get in the box, man. Uh, obviously, milestone for this this season. Uh, great to get in the box for the first time this season, and uh, just great to contribute to a team win. Honestly, yeah, so. for sure, for sure. Great job of you finding that window, and honestly, great job of Caleb for keeping the play alive. So good job on both parts. Going into halftime, the defense only allows one touchdown. We're sitting at twenty-eight to seven. At the half, you know, going into the locker room, I felt pretty good. I was confident. Um, I felt confident in defense. I felt confident in the game plan. You know, Caleb Caleb was on a roll throwing all these touchdowns, and really nothing was going wrong in a way. But at the same time, you know, Sooner Nation, I think in the locker room, not only were we feeling that game but we were also we were also feeling the presence of Kansas I think I think we we felt the urgency and the need to keep the foot on the gas honestly I think it was just in the air it was kind of like what's understood doesn't have to be said you know Mm -hmm. because we knew well not this isn't really something we talked about but we just knew this game we had to build momentum going into the bye week, especially. And so everyone everyone knew that the game wasn't over. Everybody knew we still had w- more work to do. So we come out of halftime, right? Uh, second half, we open up the half. Gabe, this is no surprise, ladies and gentlemen. A 50-plus yard field goal. I think right now he has the most 50-yard-plus field goals in the country by, I think, at least three, three or four. He leads the country. So best best kicker in the country right now. He's 17 for 20, 85% on the year. Probably not the best percentage, but at the same time, he does have the best uh, game go-ahead, game winning, and just field goals in general because most of them are from 
40 plus in the first mm-hmm. place. So great job by Gabe, as always. Next up, we have Marvin Mims, 43-yard touchdown. And then our boy Stark. Big old joker. Big old joker that's going to work. Very similar to Braden's touchdown, except for the fact that he didn't have to get in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to our boy Stog. You know, he's been on the show. He's been working hard behind the scenes. And uh, he gets his second, second of the touchdown year. on the national. Yeah, second touchdown of the year. And then finally, ladies and gentlemen, we have the last touchdown of the game. Rattler to Darby. Braden, yeah. What were you thinking when you saw this, man? Like, when man, I was on the off? field. Yeah, you yeah. were out there. I was on the field. Yeah. Um, you know, had a little uh nudge flat route, man. So obviously, after I got to the flat, I was just sitting there watching the whole play, basically. Yeah. And saw Spencer wind up, man. I'm like, oh yeah, he's taking a shot. Watching the ball go through the air. Obviously, the guy was all over Darby. I mean, God, like, ridiculous. But the concentration that Darby had, that BD had to, you know, like, while being pulled back, still yeah. have the presence of mind to get his hands under that thing and then secure it all the way through the ground and everything. Oh, man. I I ran full speed. I darted over there. I probably ran about a 4-3. I mean, just saying. <laughs> ran all the way over there. And uh, celebrated with my man, celebrated with Spence, man. That was a that was probably one of the better plays I've seen this year. Right next to probably uh, DJ's one handed interception, but that was a great play, man. I that or DJ's interception or uh, Marv's uh, catch in Texas. That's that was the type of play that I felt it was. Obviously, obviously we're blowing them out at this point, so it it didn't feel. Or some people might not feel as. It was a big moment as what it was, but like that was a big time catch, though. No, for sure. Definitely a big time play by Darby. And um, man, what a play. What a throw by Rat. You know what I'm saying? I think that was honestly, it's it feels like one of those moments and one of those stories that you just can't make up. You know, Rattler goes through this deal not only on the field, you know, from getting benched during a Texas game, but off the field as well, man. There's a whole bunch of people attacking attacking him on Twitter, a whole bunch of people on YouTube thinking they know everything. Just everybody has an opinion, man. And honestly, not only did he need that, but it felt good to see the team all around him supporting him. It felt good to see him smile. It felt good to see him have success. And honest, my mom was telling me after the game, she was like, after that moment, she felt a little emotional just sitting there thinking about what all he's gone through here recently, and you couldn't help but be happy for him. It was funny because our, our student section and the fans were like, let's go seven and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yo, yeah. this sounded a whole lot different not too yeah, long ago. Yeah, it was ago. pretty cool, though. I mean, we, he got a standing ovation when he walked in the game. I I applaud and respect Sooner Nation a whole lot for that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, what what people don't understand about, you know, what happened was obviously like he, he like that's a tough situation for any player to go through and then to be attacked as much as he was on social media and still have the, you know, presence to still be with the team still. I mean, what people don't recognize, which I think we've hit on before in the podcast was there's plenty of times during the game where him and Caleb are talking about looks and he's guiding him through looks like Caleb is still a young quarterback. He doesn't have it all figured out. And a lot of his success, obviously, for sure, definitely from him, you know, he's done a great job. But a lot of his success is also learning from, you know, Coach Riley and Spencer, you know what I'm saying? Like, they help him out too. So a lot of people don't realize how valuable he is to the team. And, you know, so – and I also saw – I mean, a comment, I, you know, I don't like to speak on things like this, but I saw a comment way back when, never said anything about it, but it said uh, I feel, they felt like Rattler lost the team or something like that uh, during Texas or something like that. Lost the team. We, like we've said on the previous podcast, like I say again, we support whatever quarterback goes into the game, and we love them all the same. You saw the love that we showed for uh, Spencer after the game. So, I mean, it, it was a beautiful moment, man. So, shout out to Seven for staying locked in, 
coming in, producing, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great moment. Like you said, shout out to Seven Man. One other player that I don't want to leave out, Drake Stoops. Drizzy. Oh, yeah, Drizzy Ball, man. Drizzy Ball this week. Drizzy always know. balls. Yeah. Come on, now. Especially, bro. On, <laughs> it was funny on that touchdown that he had. He came back to the sidelines. He was like, bro, I literally used all five feet and nine inches of my body to get that touchdown. <laughs> And I was he like, said bro, five in, he said five feet, nine inches in, in a third and a what he said, a, th- uh, a, a three yeah. and three fourths of my height. Yeah. To get that. Plus the wingspan. <laughs> oh, buddy. Shout out to our boy Drizzy. Hard worker. Great guy. Great player. Love him to death. Real quick before we move on, ladies and gentlemen, our defensive highlight. So. Obviously, Pat had the interception, and it's probably the first turnover without any drama until, obviously, Pat runs over a cheerleader. So, more on that later. Next up, we had, or I think Justin's came after Pat's. Yeah. 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 So, Justin Broyles, he gets the interception. Love seeing him have success, man. He's one of those people who just keeps working no matter what he goes through no matter what's going on around in the world near him he just keeps on working keeps on showing up so love oh, yeah. my boy justin having success lastly our boy it another sooner squad 17 guy he gets the strip sack and fumble recovery it played a great game actually i was just getting ready to say that man i feel like this is you know what I want to say that this was the first game that we fed off of each other's momentum, offense and defense. You know, we have we've had a lot of games, and I think Coach Riley alluded to this one one time during, during one of our meetings. But the reason why we were eight and zero is because at times when the other side of the ball, when one side of the ball isn't playing well, usually the other side of the ball is playing really, really well. And so, you know, obviously, offense had its struggles at the beginning of the season, you know, whatever the case may be. But this game, I felt like. We played really good ball together, and we fed off each other's momentum. And, I mean, that's, you know, what happens when we do that. So we just got to continue to do that. Drake said it best in his interview, ladies and gentlemen. Great complimentary football was played this past weekend, and I don't have a better way of saying it myself. Lastly, ladies and gentlemen, that is our Texas Tech recap. Moving on to the bye week. So we don't have a game to talk about this coming weekend. And I am so grateful because I'm just a little tired. Just a little bit. I need a, I need just a, a solid few days, man, to let the body recover. You know, we still got practice and stuff this weekend, but practice isn't super, super tough. And we have an extra day off. Matter of fact, an extra two days off. We would normally practice on Tuesday. I think this Tuesday we don't have practice. And Friday we don't have practice. So, Looking forward to that. Everything else is as normal. We still got class and everything. Catching mm-hmm. up on any extra homework. Um, I'm probably going to go home. I don't know. I might go to Vegas. I might go to Alaska. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. But, uh, it's definitely not going to be in Norman. Understood. Uh, yeah. Like you said, man, nine straight weeks. Got a lot of nicks, bruises, uh, injuries that can't talk about. But yeah. 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 Hopefully all my gym fingers heal up pretty nice because uh it kind of hurts oh, to pick man. up stuff <laughs> right now. Oh man, that that is the worst thing. I mean, being being a tight end, I don't know if people know this or not, but being a tight end or in the trenches, like an offensive lineman, is the worst. We literally have all types of messed up fingers. I mean what? I don't even yeah. want to put mine on the screen. Oh yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, I <laughs> you know it's the the wildest thing, and I tell people this, and they literally look at me so crazy. What? Is I can feel when I'm about to dislocate a finger. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. I but you too. can feel it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm about to dislocate this finger because it just feels like really jammed, and you just know you're about to dislocate a finger. It's just it's a normal deal at this point. Like, how many fingers have you dislocated? Uh, I think I've dislocated three different fingers but i've dislocated a finger four times so twice on one yeah i've dislocated two i think four but i've dislocated this one uh three times in the same game Ooh, that's ucla bad. game my sophomore year 
So, oh, or, yeah, or, <laughs> so just saying, it's just good to get out, get let the body heal a little bit. Yep. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest for today, the smart guy on the team, our starting safety number 10 on the field, Patrick Fields. What up, Pat? What's going on, man? Glad you could join us. So, roomies. Oh, yeah, yep. I forgot to mention that. Sooner Nation, uh, Braden and Patrick, are y'all still roommates? Nah, uh, not currently. Yeah, yeah, not currently. I heard y'all got, like, roommate beef. Pat, you can't stay clean, huh? <laughs> yeah, Pat used to leave the dishes in the sink, man. I couldn't tolerate it anymore, so I had to kick him out, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, be will. Be will made me, made me leave, man. <laughs> No, no. I heard you a messy dude, bro. I heard you a messy dude, which is weird, bro. Because our, our lockers are right next to each other. So, are you are you actually messy at home? Yeah, man. You know I'm lazy, sluggish type of guy, man. Never clean up after myself. <laughs> oh, nah, no, nah, man. In all in all reality, sooner uh, sooner nation. Pat is a great roommate. The only reason he left is because he went to go stay with some family. You know, so. Uh, I can understand that, you know, family comes first, obviously. And, uh, but no, he was a great roommate. We've been roommates since we were freshmen. Um, so yeah, it's my dog. Yeah, and no, so he's Pat not messy. He's not messy. Just have to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, brother, we just give you a hard time. But Pat, man, the, the show is about you. Like, like Jaden Hazelwood said before, it's, it's, it's about him. So now it's about you. So, bro. The people know you're a two-time captain. This is your second year on the team as a captain. Uh, you're getting your master's and your bachelor's at the same time in accounting. You'll be done with that this December. You have this 3.8 GPA, 3.9, and now you have been awarded a finalist for the William Campbell Trophy, awarded to the absolute best scholar athlete in the country. Talk to me about how you've gone from a freshman to a leader, a captain, a senior, all of that good stuff. Um, man, like the process has been crazy. The journey's been crazy. And like for all of us, you know, we're all guys who didn't really play much as freshmen, you know, kind of had to come in, earn our way through, put our head down and work. And I feel like it's just a testament to like everything that I've been able to do, you know, here in my career at OU. And I think in terms of like being a leader and things like that, I think it's always kind of been in me, you know, going back to high school and going back to middle school, I've always kind of been captain of my team and things like that. So I think it's it's something that's always kind of came natural to me. Um, it's just been a matter of like, you know, waiting for my time and the opportunity, you know, for me to step into those different roles and positions here at OU. And, you know, whenever I've stepped into them, I've just done everything, I could, you know, thrive at him and do it to and do it to the maximum of my ability. And I think, you know, here at OU, we just got so many great resources from, you know, our athletic directors to our coaches. You know, we have guys, coaches that have played in the NFL, you know, such as Coach Murray, who just give awesome perspective on what it's like being a professional in the NFL. And that way, you know, I can kind of like take those those tips and those skills and reminders and implement them here, you know, at a, at a college level, which just helps me be a, a better leader and a better teammate for everybody. For sure. For sure. So you've had a number of roles, not only on the field, but off the field as well. That's the stuff I really admire. So talk to me about or talk to Sooner Nation. Let them know about the D1 oversight community for the NCAA, you know, that you did, what, 2019, 2020? Yep. So basically, you know, that was a committee comprised of commissioners, athletic directors, you know, a couple head coaches from Power Five to FCS. And, it, you know, last year was the biggest year in terms of kind of like implementing change with COVID and everything going on. So like last year, we spent a lot of our time kind of talking and discussing how can we find ways for student athletes to connect with their coaches while we're at home and we're in quarantine. So that's how we got around to the creation of, you know, creating like the Zoom meetings and uh position means over Zoom, being able to spend time with our coaches that way, being able to like send them video and tape of us working out. So a lot of it was just, you know, me giving them, you know, my perspective as a student athlete, kind of like helping them realize and understand, you know, what we need to be at the best in the top of our game. Um, 
So, you know, that way that they can use their expertise in terms of like policy and things like that to craft the best, you know, policies and rules and regulations for us, you know, so we can, you know, make our, our division one experience the best possible. What's the best thing do you think that you got out of being on that community? Is there anything that you took away from it? Anything that you know that was implemented? Um, I think from just like an overall holistic standpoint, probably the appreciation of, of the NCAA and how much they do for us. And I think a lot of people don't realize how many stakeholders are involved in every decision. And I know for me, whenever I was talking to them and giving them my perspective, I was talking from um, the position of being at OU, which is like an elite power five school. We have an abundance of money, resources, facilities, and things like that. So whenever I was giving them my perspective, I had to learn how to think about things from, a, I guess, an entirety standpoint in terms of not just how this affects me at OU, one of the bigger premier schools, but also thinking about my peers at smaller FCS schools who may not necessarily have as much money to travel and things like that. So I think just being on that committee and being around such great, you know, strategic leaders kind of helped me expand my, my perspective and broaden my perspective to, you know, consider all the stakeholders and in, in, uh, decisions of what goes on. No, for sure. For sure. Um, Pat, I got two questions for you. Um, first, uh, we know you're from Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, 918 stand up, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, the first question is, was OU always the dream for you? Like, did you grow up being a Sooner fan? I know personally, Jay Hall and I weren't an OU fan growing up, you know, didn't really know too much about the school. So, you know, you being from Tulsa, was that always a dream of yours? Definitely. Um, I like always dreamed about it. And I remember you know, watching Coach Murray, and it's crazy because cause he's our coach now. Um, I remember watching him in, like, the Red River game, him kind of, like, tiptoeing that sideline, flipping into the end zone, kind of me trying to do the same thing in my living room. So I've always been, you know, a Sooner fan growing up, and I think there's so many great legends that have came out of Tulsa that have gone on to have success at, at uh, OU, who I just admire and I respect, you know, seeing guys like Dom Alexander, Stephen Parker, um, Trey Brown, guys who have came before me and kind of paved the way. It's always just been like a dream because like coming from Oklahoma, typically you don't see too many guys make it and succeed. So whenever you do see your in-home and in-state guys go on from here to put on for, you know, OU and win national championships, win, na- win conference championships, kind of just makes you dream that much bigger as a kid um, and as a middle school kid. So that's kind of, you know, my experience with everything. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Makes sense. And then the second one also involving Tulsa is, um, so you, you started a, a educational seminar of financial literacy for high school students in Tulsa. What, what made you want to do that? Is just like a giving back thing or like what, what was going through your head when you made that? Um, I mean, I think just me kind of thinking about things that I wish I would have had as a freshman and kind of like guidance and direction um, and wisdom that I wish I had as a freshman. And I think for all of us, you know, all of y'all can relate to it. Um, just knowing how to manage our money and knowing what to do with it, knowing how to be smart, strategic and things like that. And then also, you know, me just coming from my, my background and like knowing like a lot of other kids, you know, they may come from financially disadvantaged backgrounds and, you know, they may, they may, uh, be used to like being raised to pinch every penny and things like that. So kind of just like, Helping, helping guys, you know, understand money and how to be strategic with it, how to set yourself up for the future. And then for a lot of guys, you know, because I really try to target it at, like, uh, college recruits. So for a lot of guys who are going to go into, you know, Division One programs, you know, they're going to get their monthly stipends and things like that, their fast for their Pell Grants, uh, money from the bowl games and all that. So, you know, just telling them how to be strategic with it so they can leave college with a little couple of dollars in their pocket things like that, you know, just trying to help guys and give back wisdom. Cause I feel like a lot of us just didn't have that game, you know, whenever we were coming into college and we kind of had to stumble and follow on our own and then, you know, educate ourselves that way. And I feel like, you know, by giving them this game beforehand, they don't got to make the same stumbles and trips and falls that I did. No, for sure. I love that. Uh, Just, you know, as our, as a community, the black community, we, we don't you know do enough to uh, teach our youth about, you know, financial literacy and stuff like that. So I think what you did there is great. And I would like to do it like everywhere else because, you know, there's other places that need the same, you know, 
the same uh, education. So, I mean, I, I think I think with everything you said is great, you know. Yeah, for sure, Pat. I know we have a whole bunch of conversations, especially about finances and money every now and then. And I swear I would be worth three times <laughs> as much as I am now if I had known just a little bit, man. If I had known just a little bit of what I know now, but moving on to football, man, these are the last few questions we got for you, bro. So you got your first interception of the season? Yeah. This past game? Yeah. Talk to us about that, man. Wait, hold on. Before you answer, let me just be, let me let me just say I'm so glad. Brady, you know what I'm about to say, right? I know what you're about to say. I'm so <laughs> glad you got out of bounds. <laughs> Boy, man, we had to get on Deshaun the other day, bro. We had to get on to him bad. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. Our, I don't know if you heard our plea uh, on the last podcast, but we pleaded for defensive players. If you cannot score, please. If it's not a walk-in touchdown, just get out of bounds. You know what I'm saying? Twin, look, I'm not. I'm not the regular defensive player. You seen? I cut the ball, cut, made a dude fall. <laughs> oh my god! Right. I will say the the, the yards at the catch was nice. It, 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 you did impress me a little bit. It was, it was straight reaction though. <laughs> right, it, it, it looks so. Catch the ball, jump cut. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, boy. okay. I'm just glad you got out of bounds, baby. It, oh, but you did run over a cheerleader, so man. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I I found out. I text one of my friends. You know, I got class with that some cheerleading team. Got a number. Text her, apologize, and everything. So we all good. Real stand up. Are y'all good? Y'all friends now? I mean, I yeah, something like uh, that. As much like, as you can be after getting uh, ran over. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's stumbling through that one. He got himself a new buddy. <laughs> oh, hey, so Pat, man, when football's all said and done. You know, I know you get your master's in undergrad in accounting. You know, you, you're you're about to get this award. Is there anything you want to do? You know, obviously the NFL is on the table, but anything you have in mind you want to do? Uh, like professionally or like just just whatever. Uh, if you don't got an answer, it's all good. The people, you know, will just I, I, I go back and forth. I think. With, with the skills and ability I've been blessed with, I feel like I could go be an executive at a Fortune 500 company. I feel like really I can do anything I set my mind to, especially within the, the finance industry. So for me, it's kind of just been pinpointing like what specifically I want to do. And I think I probably, I don't know, I kind of like think about consulting and I think about maybe being an executive in a position of leadership and things like that. But I feel like long-term wise, I kind of want to open some type of, you know, uh, facility or something like that in, in Tulsa, in my hometown, and kind of just expose inner city kids who don't necessarily, because Oklahoma is, is dead last in the country in terms of funding for, for education. So given that given that statistic, you know, we have like a lot of uh, lack of, re we have a lot of lack of resources in terms of education materials. And my, mom, my mother's a teacher as well, so I know the struggle that she goes through. So I want to open up kind of like a facility or something like that to kind of expose kids to like STEM. So science, tech, engineering, mathematics, because like for a lot of kids, you know, um, you'll see people working at Google, you'll see people in the tech industry, but they start out at an early age. You know, that may, you have kids working at Google at like 16, 17, 18 years old, but it's, be, it's because they've been exposed to it at an early age. So something along the lines of, you know, exposing kids to kind of like the tech and the engineering aspect of things, as well as, you know, the finance side of things. Um, whether that's in finance or specifically accounting and just helping kids become more business savvy and things like that. And really going to, you know, inner city, uh, North Tulsa, which is kind of like the lower income side of town and just, you know, giving hope to kids, showing them that somebody care about them, showing them that they're capable of transcending their environment and, and, and you know, achieving more in life. So that's my long-term girl. That's probably the thing that I'm most, dead set on you know the other stuff you know really doesn't matter I, I don't really care for how much money or how much quote-unquote success i obtain i feel like i want to just go back and do as much as i can for other people if that makes sense more than just an athlete <laughs> i love i love hearing that type of stuff man i love hearing your dreams and aspirations and i know you'll make all of that if not most of that come true last thing we got for you pat um 
So like we said before, you're a finalist for the William Cam William Campbell Trophy, the academic Heisman. Why should you win? Why <laughs> should you be the winner? Make your case right now. Oh man, I don't to be honest, I, I understand what you're saying, and I hope I, I don't mess up the, the point of it. But like, I really don't I really don't care for the outcome of it. You know what I mean? Like God willing, whatever happens, happens. I think I thing that is most important, what I pride myself on is like I know every single day I do things to the fullest in terms of academically, in terms of like being a man of character and of gratitude, respect and things like that. So that's like the most important thing, you know what I mean? Like the trophy would be cool. And then I think with a lot of people on social media, I could go post an image. I could go post an image and like not be that in real life. So I think everything that that trophy embodies, like I'm that in real life every single day. And I think that's probably the thing that is like most meaningful to me. You know what I mean? Like the trophy will be cool. God willing, whatever happens, happens with it. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I just try not to focus too much on like outcome or like the material things, things like that, because I don't want to be caught you know, doing things for a trophy, doing things for a goal or whatever. I just try to be best individual I can, you know, and whatever God blesses me with, he does and whatever he doesn't, he doesn't. Um, I just try to live for, for, for God and the glory of him. And, you know, whatever comes with that comes with it. If I'm a janitor, I'm a janitor. I'm the wealthiest man in the world. I'm the wealthiest man in the world, you know. <laughs> and nothing wrong with being a janitor, man. Honest living. Right. Well, Pat Patrick, Thank you so much for coming on to the show, man. We really enjoyed having you. Is there anything you want to? Is there anything you want to say before you leave? Anybody you want to shout out? Hey, man, y'all know I live a private life. I don't, I don't, I don't do too oh. much, man. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, Sooner Nation. Patrick Fields, Pat. Again, thank you so much for your time, man. We really appreciate you. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, Pat. No problem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the last part of our podcast, our favorite part of the podcast, listener submitted questions. Guys, if you don't already know, feel free to DM us on our personal pages or on podcasts on the Prairie pages. Ask a question. Most of the time we'll get an answer. If not here, then in the DMs. But if you want the most chances for success that we'll answer, hit us up on the podcast on the Prairie pages instead of our personal ones all right so the first one is whitley tipton off of instagram any nfl dreams for you two well miss whitley tipton i say this with the most respect duh <laughs> yeah i i definitely want to go to the nfl uh i don't know what team but all i really want out of an nfl team is somewhere warm with low taxes. So we're talking Florida. We're talking Dallas. I don't really want to go to Houston, but uh, it is what it is. I, I'm not. Only reason is because, like, I'm just not familiar with Houston. But um, Arizona is great. Yeah, uh, I've heard good things. So but yeah, but yeah, that's that's all I care about. Somewhere with warm with low taxes. But at the same time, if you're going to pay me, you're going to pay me. So I honestly don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Same thing here. Uh, no, really not much to add. I mean, it's been a lifelong dream of, my, dream of mine. So, uh, yeah, and whoever wants to pay me, well, you know, wants to pay me. If I have to go up to freaking Buffalo, I'll do it. But yeah, I, I don't like the cold. Texas boy, hate the cold. I'm wearing a sweatshirt in my house. I mean, like I said, I hate the cold. So, <laughs> but hey, yeah. for some cold, uh, for some money, I'll go up there. <laughs> Sure. William Cook off of Instagram ask outside of football and school, what do you guys do for fun? Um, mm. I spend a lot of time with my frat brothers, you know, just hanging out, chopping it up. We spend a lot of time on the grill. We're known. My fraternity is known in the black community for cooking chicken. So if I'm not kicking it with them, um, I have a German shepherd. I used to always play with him, but I took him back home simply because this is my last semester in school. And I knew that I would have to bring him back anyway. So my mom is babysitting him for the next few months now. But other than that, you know, it seems like every day I find something to do. You know, I stay busy with school. My podcast keeps me busy. I'm going to go see friends, going to go do work, um, working out. Just I always find something, you know. So 
Yeah, I don't really have many hobbies during the season, but outside of the season, I love going to the lake. Um, I love going to see comedy shows. Um, yeah, I walk around Bricktown, find something to do, go grab a drink with friends. So, uh, yeah, yeah, those are my those are my hobbies. Yeah, um, like you said, it's kind of hard to do any type of hobbies during the season. I mean, it's really just ball and academics, but. Uh, I'd say a lot out of season. I like to do a lot of uh, outdoorsy type stuff. Like I like to uh, go. I have a my family has a uh, some land in Tyler. I like to go over there, you know, shoot some stuff, fish, you know, ride horses, whatever the case may be. Uh, and then I, I like to play the game sometimes. Really, haven't played the game in probably since fall camp though. But uh, before fall camp started, I did like to play the game. And then obviously I like, you know, shoes and all that other stuff. Everybody knows that. But uh, other than that, uh, yeah, that's probably about it. I mean, there's other stuff, obviously, but that's all I can think of right now. Brian Mead and his fiance, they took me they took me fishing for the first time over the summer. And I thought that was so cool. I had a blast doing that. And then I spoke somewhere in Oklahoma for FCA, and I ended up skeet shooting. I don't know if mm. you remember me putting that on Instagram. I do remember that. That was, that was fun. I'm three for three, baby. Don't play with me. I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you said that, I do remember that. And you added, You said lake. I want to add, I love going to the lake. Yeah. So that I, I will add that. But, yeah, skeet yeah. shooting is fun, though. Hey, don't run up on me now. You will get got. You know, <laughs> you will get got. Don't try me. <laughs> All right. Boy. Third question uh, from Zach Griffith. Uh, do you guys have any nicknames? Uh, nickname your team or your family calls you? Like Jeremiah, your bullfrog nickname. Do you have any other ones than that? Or uh, Coach Raleigh, he's the only person that calls me J-Easy. So uh, that's kind of like our thing. Uh, my friends back home, uh, like my best friends back home, they call me Fluff. Um, there's a whole story behind that. That'll take forever to explain. But, yeah, you know, when you're on the team and you have so many people on the team, your nicknames just kind of form based off of your first and last name or just your last name or anything that you're known for. So, like, Austin Stogner, we just call Stog. him Stog. Yeah, just because that's, that's easy. You know, Braden, we call him B-Will. Um, most people call me Jay Hall. Uh, we have a Jeremiah Cordell on the team, too, obviously. Um, he's the second Jeremiah, so we just call him Cordell. <laughs> or Crit, yeah. Yeah, yeah it just, it's just whatever flows, really. I mean, there's, like you said, it usually is based off your name. There's a couple that aren't, but usually it's based off your name, so. Yeah, we call Spencer. We just call him Rat or Spence. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like mine is B-Will. Um, but that's been mine for Loki, since I was, you know, since I've been little, B Will, my or B Willis, um, and then yeah. my family, the, my family when I was younger, they used to call me Hoss because I was a really, really, really big baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, I came out the pound or out the womb like almost 10, 11 pounds, so yeah. I was a really big baby, and I was really I, apparently when I was born, I was really like chill, like I didn't cry or anything. They had to pop me like multiple times, and they said when I, <laughs> my uncle said when the family came in to look at me, I looked at him and I just said, like I just gave him my head <laughs> nod, like well I said what's up, so <laughs> little baby head nod. That's funny. You know I call Tyrese Robinson. I call him Big Gerber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like this, this huge. He looks like the Gerber baby off of like you know the 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 product or whatever so he's just this huge kid man there's nobody more childish on our team than Tyrese oh man all right Jay Hall last question from Matt Hedgren uh he says I I've got two middle school boys Brody and Ryder how did you pick your positions and what advice do you have for younger players figuring out where they should play um well Matt I really didn't choose my position of like the tight end position. I mean, I fancy myself as a quarterback sometimes too, but you know, I, that, that was one I did cho choose in high school. Uh, but in high school I had, uh, I was a quarterback all the way up until about freshman, sophomore year of high school. Uh, and 
the reason I moved was because we had a uh, a quarterback that was a like four year starter, uh, Eric Walker. He pitched at uh, LSU for a little bit, did did really well there, and he now uh, pitched at uh, Oklahoma State last year, I think. Transferred there, uh, but yeah, he was a really good high school quarterback. I uh, wasn't replacing him, uh, so I I had went to receiver when I got moved up to varsity. And then there was a receiver in front of me named Tyler Wilson, really good receiver. Then it wasn't going to play in front of him my sophomore year. Uh, got moved up freshman, freshman, sophomore, sophomore year. Uh, wasn't going to play in front of him. So they moved me to tight end because I was just a bigger body. So I played tight end at, you know, six, three, probably a buck 80 and then just slowly put on uh weight. But, uh, I didn't choose my so I didn't choose all that to say I didn't choose my position. Uh, it kind of just comes, and I don't know if that's the same with you, Jay Hall. A lot of people, their position just kind of comes. It's you know bounce around for a little bit, and it just kind of comes in high school. But um, yeah, and then uh, any yeah, advice for them figuring out what they want to play? Do what you love. There's a lot of guys that are really good with the ball in their hands. You know be be an offensive player I you know sometimes I, I I do feel like I have some regrets because I feel like offense is too rule restrictive and sometimes I just want to go hit people but I just can't go haul off and hit people that's like a defensive thing I have to worry about leverage of the player and you know blocking him this way so that you know running back can go this way or whatever the case may be like defense doesn't have any rules they can just go run and tackle people so uh I would just say that that would be my advice. If you like to hit people, go play defense. If you like, if you're good with the ball in your hand, play offense. <laughs> you know, Matt, growing up in my league, I was a little chubby. And so I wanted to play tight end because I wanted to have the ball in my hands, but I couldn't. And so I did that for about a year and a half. And then I quit because I was tired of playing O-line and D-line. And so when I finally got to middle school, I could finally play tight end. And so I'd say while a kid is young, just kind of let him have fun, let him figure out what he wants. And then when you get to middle school, you start looking at what you're good at, looking at what you need work on. And for me at the time, I played linebacker and I played tight end. And um, you kind of want to think about how big your child will get and how you know tall or anything. So uh, obviously, for example, basketball, if you know your kid's only going to be like six foot, then obviously you don't want them you know, training at center, no matter how tall he is compared to the other kids, you know, he's never going to get past six, three, same thing with football. You know, um, I think in high school, I had a kid named miles Dorn. He plays for the Vikings right now. Uh, he's six, two can run, um, great ball skills. And, um, he was a four-star receiver, one of the top receivers coming out of North Carolina at the time. And I asked him if he wanted to play deep, if he wanted to play safety or if he wanted to play receiver when he got to college. And he gave me one of the smartest answers in the world. He was like, you know, do you think an NFL team is going to take a 6-2 safety or a 6-2 wide receiver first? And I thought about it, and I was like, they're definitely going to take the safety first because he has great ball skills already, you know, and he can go hit. So you just got to think about stuff like that, you know, how fast can a kid get, you know, how tall can he get, um, you know, like Braden said, ball skills, no ball skills. Does he like hitting people? Does he not like hitting people? If he's smart, you know, typically, you know, smarter guys are playing positions like quarterback or middle linebacker directing and stuff like that. So you just got to identify strength and st strengths, weaknesses, and have a talk with the kid. So obviously, yeah, Matt, yeah. don't force them anywhere because <laughs> then uh, they'll just end up hating it and uh, quit. So <laughs> I was just going to say that don't force them. Let them kind of, like I said, it, it, most of the time it just comes and, uh, like you said, like obviously different positions have different attributes that you have to be good at. You know, so most tight ends are former basketball players or something like that, or, you know, big guys that can jump. It's, it's just stuff like that. Or for instance, you know, there's a lot of stories about, you know, point guards in basketball that are like six foot and they're like, yo, you could go to football and make a whole lot of money. It's the same yeah. thing. We're like Trayvon Diggs in the NFL, you know, moved to a corner in college and uh, now he's having a lot of success in the NFL. So. Exactly. Just kind of comes. Well, Sooner Nation, that is all we have for this episode. Remember that this is all brought to you by our producer, Alex, by Per Me Media. Shout out to the boy. Also, ladies and gentlemen, next week, 
obviously we'll be coming off a of bye week. We won't have a game. So we are doing very, we are doing something very special for you guys. Next week will be our guest speaker special. I'm not going to tell you who it is. You can guess in the comments. I might like one, maybe two. Give you guys a couple of hints. But make sure you tune in next week for our guest speaker special. You're not going to want to miss it. It'll probably be one of our biggest episodes yet. Definitely the Hopefully. most amount of listeners. So like we said, Sooner Nation, tune in next week. Tune into this one. Keep on tuning in. Keep on supporting us. We love you. We thank you. Boom. Oh, hold on. One, one last thing. One last thing, oh, Jay. One last thing. Um, one last thing. Shout out to three of probably our most loyal and diehard fans, besides probably my mom, your mom, obviously. <laughs> but um, and our, our families, respectively. But Tim Buckman, John Shoup, and Robert Jagger. Man, these guys are always have the most interaction probably with our page in our personal pages. And uh, yeah, so shout out to those guys. Guys, if y'all want to shout out, make sure y'all are active on the socials. We, we try to do a good job of, you know, obviously we're busy, but we try to do a good job of interacting with everybody that listens to the podcast. But shout out to those three men right there. So appreciate y'all. Perfect.